0: We are here today with Larry Mullins, who is the Deputy Director of Saudi County Emergency Management, and we appreciate Larry joining us today. Hello, Larry. Hi,
1: Mark. Uh, Appreciate the opportunity.
0: Well, it's always good to to hear from you and and to see you when we get a chance. Um, Before I really get started into the questioning, I would be absolutely remiss if I did not acknowledge that your Family and community service over the generations to this area has been immense, and we—I just want to take the right off the top and just thank you and your family for being such an instrumental part of the community, the legacy, the history of the area. And I don't know if you have anything to say about that or not, but um, what a what a tremendous tremendous family and what a tremendous service that you've offered the uh, community over the generations
1: well uh, that's very kind of you to to say and uh, um, you know people can't see me if i'm kind of blushing here <laughs> but uh you know uh, we love this area um, you know of course my dad Zeke, uh, and my mom doris they were really involved in uh, the community and they just didn't think there was any better place to uh raised kids and I'm uh very lucky to have been raised here and uh spent most of my life here and I just love the
0: uh, the Portsmouth area. Fantastic. And we'll, I tell you what, we love you guys. Um tell us we've got the uh update that we put on the website um that kind of sh- did a really good job of showing the timeline starting Uh, on the 6th of March, all the way up until the 20th of March. So those of you that have not seen that, you can go to our website and it says, uh, Siota EMA issues official Local response timeline, and we may link that. Well, I, actually, uh, we will link that to this podcast. Um, but it ends at March twentieth. So, can you kind of catch us up on what's going on over the last five days? Uh, you know, news changes every few hours. So, can you kind of give us an update?
1: Uh, sure, can, Mark. Um, it's of course with uh, anything like uh, a pandemic uh, worldwide. Uh, it's very fluid, and uh, things are constant. Constantly changing, uh, the Santa County Emergency uh, uh, Management Agency. Here, we've been operating the uh, what we call the Emergency Operations Center, the EOC, seven days a week. My uh, boss, Kim Carver, and I are splitting the duties, and we uh, continue to monitor the uh, current events uh, on the national, state, local levels. And we've been coordinating with our uh, local hospitals, our health departments, the other government and social service agencies, and even in fact the uh, faith-based community to help uh, mitigate the spread of the COVID-19 here in our area. And uh, we've been working in conjunction with our uh, local hospital incident commands as well as the Portsmouth City and the Sayada County Health Department incident commands and the Ohio Emergency Management State uh, Operations Center. Uh, Basically our, our first job here is to gather and push out public information uh, that we gather from our health and emergency service partners, uh, basically highlighting the latest developments in the uh, COVID-19 crisis. And uh, we also have a, our uh, kind of like the logistical arm of the local response. Uh, we've been coordinating the acquisition, storage, and distribution of uh, needed materials uh, for our healthcare and emergency service partners uh, to, you know, help combat the invisible threat. And uh, one of our uh, tasks this week uh, was basically, uh, we were tasked by the Ohio Emergency Management Agency for processing our county's uh, request for uh, our part of the st- what's known as the Strategic National Stockpile, or the NS, uh, including uh, basically accessing our county's need of uh, personal protection equipment, PPE. Uh, that process, uh, that request was processed we also uh, coordinated the delivery of our PPE from the uh, SNS and uh, have been distributing that PPE to our local healthcare and emergency service workers. So it's been a it's been a very uh, big uh, and uh, exciting week here. Uh, a lot of things are happening, and we're you know we're so lucky right now uh, that uh, you know we don't see the be on the front r- line of this uh, uh, virus, and it's given us more and more time to uh, try to. Uh, Mitigate the the effects of it. So we've been very busy here this week, Mark.
0: Well, I can imagine, and I don't know what you do with all your free time, um, but <laughs> it is uh, it's amazing uh, the amount of work that uh, you guys get accomplished. Uh, to let the folks know um, how many members are in uh, the emergency uh, uh, Management um, uh, Association, Emergency. Uh, Mercy Management. Uh, you mean locally here, Mark? Right. Okay, There, there's just two
1: of us. Uh, actually, uh, Kim Carver, who's been the director for ever, uh she is the master of disaster. She has been through so many things. She's been here uh, over 30 years, uh, going all the way back to 1987. Uh, myself, uh, I've been in a volunteer position for probably about the last 25 years as the uh, public information officer and uh, effective uh, April 1st, I officially become her deputy director. Uh, and uh, it kind of got sped up a little bit because this uh, crisis hit so early, which uh, in a way has been uh, kind of a, a good training um, on the job experience. Uh, you know, if you're gonna start a new job, you might as well start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a, you know, bag.
0: You're so learning, learning to, to swim in the deep making. end.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> now, there's only actually two of us that are here at the, the emergency management. Now we do have what's known as the local emergency planning uh, committee, and that's made up of uh, probably about two dozen uh, different uh, people from different um, agencies and, uh, you know, local law enforcement, uh, fire, EMS. There's people in there from the, uh, uh, correction facility, uh, social service agencies. Uh, we've got you know, Red Cross, you've got Salvation Army, you've got members of the hospital and, the, and uh, EMS. Uh, it's made up of a real cross section of people who uh, would respond in an emergency. And year round, we're having meetings and uh, doing preparation and planning and uh, doing exercises to get ready for any kind of eventuality that might hit our area so even though there's only a couple of us here actually at uh, emergency management there is uh, literally dozens of people that uh, are part of the emergency response
0: well that's that's fantastic you you guys are just doing such a a wonderful job and and you're right you're you're getting into the situation where it's uh you trial by fire you know learning to swim in the deep end and by the way um we're both about the same age and uh you know wrestling used to be cool i guess it's still cool now but my wrestling name if i was ever going to make it big was actually the master of disaster that was going to be my wrestling name (laughs) That would have been a good one, huh? yeah yeah so i did not know that it was already trademarked with uh, kim carver so <laughs> i'll have to you know
1: I mean, yeah, going back uh, i think uh, this is actually her third pandemic um the of course the uh, great floods we had back there in the 90s the snowstorm where we had 36 inches of snow the prison riot the ice storm uh it just you know on and on uh, uh, you know school shooting's um, a, lot of, a lot of things she's handled and uh, she is highly respected all around the state. I, I'm learning uh, from the best and uh, couldn't have a better mentor or teacher to
0: uh, learn this job. That is that's wonderful and, and my goodness, kind words to uh, Kim Carver. When we return, we're going to talk with uh, Larry about social distancing and get his reaction on the government or the governor's press conference from today so we'll be back in just a minute We are back with Larry Mullins, who is the deputy director of Soda County emergency management. And we are going to talk about Larry. Tell us about how you are reacting to this. They call it a stay at home mandate, um, both within your family and how it affects your job. Talk we everybody. We talk to, we're kind of asking this. So, um, you know, us everyday folks can get an idea of you know this is really something that we need to take serious and we need to practice so tell us give us a look into your life of you know at home and at work what what changes are taking place
1: well um uh, being uh, kind of in the uh, mix of the front line here uh, a lot hasn't changed uh, for me uh you know it, i kind of i Go home and eat, and go to bed, and then get up and come back to the emergency operations center. Um, you know, the uh, day that we uh, that I take off, uh, you know, we basically stay there at the house and uh, try to uh, you know get things done that we've been putting off. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, it is uh, a little bit hard because uh, you know uh, us Americans really love our freedom and we kind of like to uh, you know if we want to jump in the car go somewhere and do something we we just you know do it Um, uh you know if you get a wild hair or something uh, so that that's kind of changed and but uh, i i think still yet even though uh this is all over the media and you have people on the radio television and online and through social media like like your there at the site of Kenley Daily News Telling people to stay home I still think a lot of folks that don't Are not taking us seriously um, The other night my neighbors Seemed to think it was time to have a party On the porch at 1 o'clock in the morning And had all kinds of people around them And um, <laughs> running wow. down the, of the street trying to dodge cars so, um, you know, Some people are not taking us seriously A lot of folks that are younger Have uh, the uh, Long impression that this is something they can't catch, which uh, that the statistics are bearing out that that's not true, that uh, a lot of the people that have gotten sick and ended up in the hospital are, you know, very young people. So it can affect everybody. And, uh, you know, this is one of those things where uh, you've seen the Governor DeWine on TV, and he's talked about the tale of two cities. And it's really um, kind of telling uh, when he talks about um, the Spanish influenza uh, outbreak where in 1918, uh, Philadelphia uh, held a parade to celebrate our doughboys getting sent over to World 1, even though health officials told them that the soldiers were contagious with the Spanish flu. And so 200,000 people gathered, and uh, within a week, all 31 hospitals in the Philadelphia area were over a room with uh, patients sick, uh, and 4,500 people had died. At the same time in St. Louis, the same time frame, as soon as uh, public health officials knew uh, that they had a, a flu influenza going on, they shut down the schools and churches and all the social gathering places, told people to stay home and stay away. From people, in fact, that's where the uh, term social distancing first came up, and so the result was at that same time period after the epidemic had went through, the fatalities and sickness was uh, less uh, than half in St. Louis as it was compared to Philadelphia. So, and, you know, it's been very important, and some very hard decisions have been made. Uh, to shut things down, and that's really uh, made it inconvenient for a lot of people. It's thrown a lot of people out of work. Uh, the federal government is you know, working on trying to uh, get, get things put together so it gets some relief for businesses and people unemployed. But, um, you know, I don't ever remember, uh, you know, I'm 62 years old, and I don't ever remember something of this magnitude uh, facing our nation.
0: I, I don't know about you, Mark. Um, no, this is uh, this is different, um, and you know you're you're right. The the tale of two cities is a, is a great comparison. Um, history, you know, hit. We learn from our history, um, and you know they always say that uh, you know if you don't uh, learn from your history, it'll repeat itself. And there are some areas that, uh, like you say, are not taking it as serious as um, as. I believe Ohio has been very proactive. I think the federal government has been very proactive at the cost of, um, you know, stock market losses and job losses and unemployment. Um, life, livelihoods, and, and people's health is of is first concern. And then we'll worry about getting the stock market back in place. Um, so I, I, I think you're 100% right on there. Let me ask you about, uh, Molly Davis is the epidemiologist for Soda County, and I believe she pulls double duty and also does Lawrence County as well. Is it, Do you have that understanding? I'm not, I'm not sure about her position in
1: uh, Lawrence County. Uh, I know she's part of the Porcelain uh, City Health Department, Right. and uh, she's really taken the lead on this. Uh, you know. Uh, Our timeline really kind of didn't even capture, but uh, they started uh, looking at this. Both the Portsmouth City Health Department and the Santa County Health Department working in tandem all the way late in uh, January. uh, Started, you know, getting their radar on this thing and starting to uh, make plans on what what they were going to roll out to, in response to this, so you know, hats off to Molly and all the folks there at the Portsmouth the City Health Department and all the folks at the of County Health Department. Uh, they've just been amazing. They've been working their tails off uh, all during this, uh, getting uh, geared up for this and uh, continue just, uh, you know, like 24-7 staying on top of this. It's uh, really, a, uh, you know, got a mix of uh, very young people like Molly and some more senior people uh, there, but uh, I mean, they're all on the same page and that pulling one direction.
0: And that is so important at a time like this. There's no time for, and I think Kathy Coleman brought it up in the um, uh, last commissioners' meeting. There's no time for uh, political issues, infighting, all that kind of thing. Uh, we need to have solidarity that, you know, um, that this is something we need to come together. We need to get through it we need to fight it we need to uh, uh remediate as much risk as possible and then look forward to hopefully uh q4 and and end out the year with uh with with a bang um so I, yeah you're right the everybody is really in my opinion also doing a fantastic job what about um this is kind of late breaking uh, but it has been confirmed. Our neighbor in Lawrence County now has a confirmed case um, that's been verified through uh, the Ohio Department of Health. So, how does this kind of make what's kind of the steps, or is there a uh, does that trigger something in your department? Um, to make another move? Or is this something that you're planning on? We've got one in Highland County, which is not too far away, but we've got Lawrence County, our neighbor. Um, how does that trigger anything in, in your department and with your committee?
1: Well, uh, you know, Mark, uh, a lot of folks are fixated on the testing and uh, on the results and, and where it is and who's had it and things like that. Um, a lot of, if you listen to uh, Dr. Acton of the Ohio Department of Health, uh, there's probably been a lot of cases that people already have this or are out there that do have this. So I, we're trying not to concentrate on, you know, eventually we'll have a case here or maybe two or three. Uh, but that shouldn't change anything that uh, the people are doing. I mean, it shouldn't cause uh, panic. Uh, it's not like it's a tsunami and here comes the wave that we're already uh, you know, in the water. So uh, I think people need to kind of back themselves off. I know a lot of people want to test it. Uh, it's a very painful test, uh, you know, from what I understand here. Uh, they're sticking swabs way back, or as the president actually said, they stick it all the way to the back of your nose and then turn left at your eye. And uh, it, it's, a, it's something you really don't want to do if you are not showing the uh, symptoms. And so I think people uh, have kind of really concentrated on this uh, whole thing that, you know, oh my, we've got a, we've got one here, now we're in trouble, because it's already here. Uh, most medical professionals will, will tell you that. It's not, you know, that we, the testing has been so hard, uh, you know, to get done. Uh, you know, hundreds of tests have been sent off, and the, the uh, um, labs are overwhelmed. It's taking forever to get tests back. Uh, you know, if they, they send out a couple hundred and maybe get 30 back, uh, it's just kind of a lucky thing. And, you know, there might be a time when uh, those 200 or 300 tests come back, and maybe hey, there's six people on that. So that, that people really should not concentrate on how many people have tested positive because it's here and you need to do everything you can do to what they say flatten the curve stay home wash your hands uh, stay away from each other if uh, somebody is sick stay away from uh, them Uh, if you are one of the essential employees that uh, you're you're going to work and you start to feel sick uh, you know stay home quarantine yourself the more we do to slow this thing down the better off we're all going to be uh, because now they're talking about some very big numbers uh, of people catching this and uh, we got to do everything we can to kind of mitigate that and flatten that curve.
0: The Dr. Acton today, um, she had mentioned it a couple of times but it didn't really register I don't think with the uh, press corps and the media um, until she said it twice in 15 minutes. And that is that her assumption, her plan is, um, that 40 to 70 percent of all Ohioans are going to get this virus. Um, so how, and it kind of goes into what you were saying that concentrating on, oh, there's one here, there's one there. We can't play whack-a-mole with one at a time because of the, of the testing and the delay a little bit in the results of the testing. So are we in a posture in Scioto County that we are assuming that we, it, we already have cases that just are undiagnosed in soda County and and moving forward with with those numbers that the, Dr. Acton's putting out, that this is probably going to affect at least forty percent of the population.
1: Yes, that's uh, that's basically the uh, what we're operating on. That we, that it's already here, and that what we need to do is try to slow it down, make sure it's not passed to uh, you know more and more people. Try to mitigate that. To a minimal amount of, of people passing it from one to the other uh, because it's a very uh, very powerful virus that uh, seems very resilient uh you know a lot of different studies uh you know uh, say it uh it lives a lot longer than say like flu but uh, uh it, and a lot of people are confused because there's been uh um, you know other viruses like this uh that are coronaviruses, but they're not the corona, the uh, corona-19, the COVID-19. So it, everything we can do to slow it down is is buying us time. Unfortunately, you know, we're weighing that against, it's uh, wrecking our economy, uh, you know, unemployment's up and the uh, stock market's in free all and, and uh, people are just, you know, panicked. And But, you, you know, you look at the worst case scenario and a lot of this, uh, study um, that Dr. Acton uh, talks about was uh, done over in England by uh, Dr. Ferguson, who basically analyzed the uh, H1N1 uh, pandemic a few uh, years ago, and uh, so it's kind of like the playbook of how a pandemic would play out. And so they're looking at how that happened, and while it wasn't as uh, you know huge as the uh, COVID-19, it does have similar things because the social distancing wasn't in place. Uh, You had people spreading it. You had international travel. You know, it was almost like a playbook of what you can do wrong to make sure that you get maximum, um, you know, effect by the pandemic. So they've learned a lot from, uh, you know, pandemics in the past and how they act and are trying to, you know, make sure that that doesn't happen here again. So we need to assume that that, invisible enemy is already here i mean they're they're already past the wire and they're in our camp
0: and we got to do everything we can to fight them well put well put um i want to uh end our discussion with uh, larry mullins and larry i i so appreciate um your willingness to talk to us here today um the the final question or final thought I'd like to get from you is um, the numbers again from the uh, that's why we did this uh, interview after the governor's uh, press conference today Um, about 12% of the cases that have been reported are from healthcare workers those people that are um, actually right there hands on Um, what would you what would you say to people, I mean, SOMC, King's Daughters, those are some of the largest employers in the area, uh, so there's a lot of healthcare workers in, you know, in rooms right now. Um, what would you say as a, as a person, as a public official, um, to, to those folks that are at the highest risk of, of any occupation at this moment?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely uh, right, Mark. I think the number was like 116 of the uh, people, healthcare workers, hospitalized. And this is uh, this is what we've got to stop: is the collapse of our healthcare system. And I'd say out there, I mean, uh, those folks uh, working in every aspect of healthcare, uh, from the hospitals to the long-term uh, long. Ter- long- care uh, term uh, long-term care i'll get it straight here <laughs> long-term care nursing homes how about that uh, for people going out into houses our first
0: responders our emts yes. our law enforcement uh, all these people that are out there uh, that have to be out there to, to
1: hold up society take care of yourselves. Get, as much rest as possible drink as much fluid as you can because you know the a virus loves when you have a nice dry place there in your throat that it can uh, latch onto and start growing now, if you are very hydrated it ends up in your stomach and the stomach is a is a real good killer of, of uh, bad things that, that way our body's design mm-hmm. but you've got to take care of yourselves um you know if you're um out there and exposed. Uh, We've been trying to push out as much uh, PPE to uh, our first responders and people uh, that we got uh, from the Strategic National uh, Stockpile, uh, trying to make sure that people have gloves. And it's just been overwhelming, Mark, uh, the amount of people that have been calling the Emergency Operations Center, offering to make face masks, uh, sewing clubs, uh, quilters, uh, individuals and uh, you know this is kind of the last resort but you know if we get down to the place where um, we don't have any personal protection equipment for for our health care workers we're all in trouble because they we've got to get behind them and, and do everything we can to keep them healthy and uh, just I would just say please take care of yourselves um, you know we're, we're all in this together and we're trying our best to help out everybody that is on the front lines and, uh, you know, wash your hands, wash your hands. Uh, you can't really let your guard down, especially if you're in that environment where the, uh, the virus is going to, you know, get you uh, more than likely. Uh, do everything you can to keep that PPE in on, keep your hands washed, don't touch your face, which is almost impossible. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. We, we need you guys. We love you, and we, we just need to do everything we can to keep our
0: healthcare people uh, healthy. Well said, well said. And those of you that are listening to the podcast on the website, you can download this um, and listen to it on your devices. Uh, just next to the recording, there'll be three little buttons. Type, uh, Touch those three little buttons. It'll give you a download option, and you can listen to it on any of your devices. We've been on with uh, Larry Mullins, Deputy Director of Saudi County Emergency Management, and Larry, I appreciate you being on, and I hope that uh, you come back and, and uh, c- keep us informed and, and keep us updated. If you're willing to do that, we'd sure be willing to give you a platform.
1: Well, I appreciate it, Mark. Uh, your uh, your social media, the Cuyahoga County Daily News, is a wonderful thing. I subscribed a long time ago, and uh, it is the best way to stay up to date with everything that's going on in our area and you guys do
0: an excellent job well thank you very much for that and the five dollars will be in the mail (laughs) all right it's good talking to you thank you very much